So let's get things underway. I've selected a passage from AA Big Book, and it's on page 27, top of the page, first paragraph. And we'll kick that off, and then we'll give it back to Paul. Some of our alcoholic readers may think they can do without spiritual help. Let us tell you the rest of the conversation our friend had with his doctor. The doctor said, you have the mind of a chronic alcoholic. I have never seen a single case recover where the state of mind existed to the extent that it does in you. Our friend felt as though the gates of hell had closed on him with a clang. He said to the doctor, is there no exception? Yes, replied the doctor, there is. Exceptions to <clears throat> cases such as yours have been occurring since early times. Here and there, once in a while, alcoholics have had what are called vital spiritual experiences. To me, these occurrences are phenomena. They appear to be in the nature of a huge emotional displacements and rearrangements. Ideas, emotions, and attitudes, which were once the guiding forces of these lives of these men are suddenly cast to one side and a completely set of conceptions and motives begin to dominate them. In fact, I've been trying to produce such an emotional rearrangement within you. With many individuals, the methods I have employed are successful, but I have never been successful with an alcoholic of your description. Upon hearing this, our friend was somewhat relieved, for he reflected that after all, he was a good church member. This hope, however, was destroyed by the doctor telling him that while his religious convictions were very good, in his case, they did not spell the necessary vital spiritual experience. Back to you, Paul. Well, thanks, Kurt. You're welcome. Nice to see everybody. Uh, well, what AA did is just make this sudden, all this sudden and immediately and stuff uh, into a program that can, in a span of time, produce the same effects, really. So the rareness of these sudden getting struck sober or sudden awakenings, the problem was the rareness of them. Yes, and seemingly phenomena or random, they weren't able to be sort of char char characterized or formatted. And this is what AA did. It formatted the, the great emotional uh, displacement and rearrangements. So something that may have happened very quickly now can happen over time. Yeah. So in like in Zen, they would have sudden enlightenment and and then uh, cultivated enlightenment. Yes. So basically, some people get struck sober. Other people have to get sober. Yeah. And the format, the effects are the same, but how it get, was about the arrival may not be sudden, but you arrive. Yeah. And then what's necessary to have that daily reprieve is available. Yeah, because for many people with the sudden whack or, or the whack over time, the sudden whack will die on the vine because there's not a way of life or there wasn't one. There wasn't a design for living. So I imagine a lot of people who had this sudden rearrangement were rearranged again by the head yeah but what AA's have done is they've they've made this rare phenomena into a possibility for everybody and that comes along with a community and a way to extend the miracle of being sober a day at a time so that the span of a sober life can be 60 years, seven years, the rest of people's lives now, where 
in a lot of cases, the span of a sober life isn't that long. Yeah. So, yeah, which is amazing. So basically, uh, it's almost like they made a trail in the forest of life. And uh, now you can get away, you can get out of the forest a lot easier because there's a way that's been laid down. Yeah. Perhaps there's a better way, which is trusting the infinite rather than finite self. And so basically I found, you know, I feel I was in the category of getting struck sober, but I truly believe now that I've been sober for a while, that that, that phenomena would have died on the vine unless I was introduced to a way of life that would extend the phenomena. Yes? Yeah. Because you're sort of still in the in the seas of the world, the SEAS of the world, sudden or not. And you know, you may be floating, but you can be drowned not that far after. Yes. You need a way to stay floating in life. And many of us that that's a daily commitment to a way of life. So now you're in the habit of being sober. And it allows that possibility to grow and become uh, a, a fact in your life, you know, sobriety. So I think they went way out of their, they went way out of their way to explain on the spiritual experience that yes, this sudden experience, but that's not how it has to be. Because of course, people would think it has to be that way. Or I'm not going to get it. And they spelled out there could be this, this time event where you come to believe and you grow into this condition that for some people was suddenly uh, produced. Yes? Yeah. And of course, uh, a phenomena is something that you usually can't keep producing or wouldn't be a phenomena, yeah? So this is what happens. It's taken the realm of getting sober out of the phenomena realm and put it into, the into this time-space realm so that more people can arrive at that which would have suddenly happened to very few. Yeah? Hallelujah. What an incredible gift. Seriously. And a lot of times, if you have a sudden whack, uh, a lot of shit can reverberate that may not go well. Yeah? In a way, a lot of times, the slow way is sort of the better way because things are able to get set, sort of like I just glued some, some soles on the shoes. Now, if I would have wore the shoes in an hour, they would have came unglued because the glue has to set. So I got to let it sit for a day or more, 24 hours or more. Now this it's solid, yes? If I would have started walking, as if they were fixed before they were truly fixed, they would, they would have fallen off again. Yeah, yeah. Now the beauty in recovery, even if they fall off, you can still come back. And then they'll be glued again. They'll be glued again. And sometime, hopefully, they'll stick one time. Yeah, but the, it's not going to be a phenomena that a gluing will be available. The glue is available. Yeah, it's just a we. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. So uh, it's beautiful in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I, let me just read it again for a second. So let it sink in. So some of our alcoholic readers may find that they can do without spiritual help. Let us tell you the rest of the conversation our friend had with his doctor. Yes, of course. Certain spiritual, what you call a spiritual faith and stuff, still may not be enough. You need a way of life specifically designed to target the insanity that precedes the first drink. Your spiritual practices may not be doing that. Yeah. I've seen people try to use Buddhism in the role of recovery and they become they're drunk Buddhists. Yeah. So recovery 
it's not either Buddhism or recovery. It can be both. Yes? The, the umbrella of sobriety allows a lot of other possibilities. It's not, it's not anti-something. Yeah? But if you want to do something to replace it, it may not work because it's specifically targeted to this, the, the insanity that precedes the first drink, yeah? The doorway of relief is through the relief from alcoholism. A lot of Buddhists don't have alcoholism, yeah? But in our case, <laughs> we alcoholism has had us, and this is the doorway. And if life has brought you to AA, I would imagine it could be the invitation you most need. You know, and that's what happened with me. I was not brought to a Buddhist meeting that night when I got struck sober. I was brought to an AA meeting. Seriously. It bypassed all the Buddha, you know, shaman, whatever, went right to AA because that's what I needed. I needed a way of life. I wouldn't have been able to... Uh, <laughs> I, did, I couldn't see myself... In like the, a Buddhist a Buddhist robe the next day, <laughs> I don't think I don't think they would want a, a cocaine addict in a with the Buddhist robe. <laughs> See, the cocaine addict needed to be cleaned up a little. Yeah, <laughs> then it can take the vow if it wants. But at that moment, I could I I couldn't throw myself. I didn't trust as far as I could throw myself. Yeah. <laughs> I would have broken a vow in about an hour. <laughs> I vow to help sentient beings, all sentient beings. Oh, yeah. I would, uh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> so, no, I feel it's, uh... and, you know, it's great. You know, if you try to replace AA, it can be great because you'll, you'll see that it failed as long as you don't die and fucking yeah i mean you'll be convinced yeah i i feel yeah. so i think there's value in everything failure is an incredible value when you can see why you failed which was the dilemma of powerlessness there was an assumed power that we thought we were directing that we were under another power that was directing us. We just didn't see that. And so how sometimes how you are brought to see that is by a lot of defeat, some crushing, maybe. Yeah. Some of it we call the bottom. So when the system finally does collapse on us and we're just completely screwed, and that seemingly hopeless state of mind and body sure feels sure feels like it's hopeless. And then at that moment, something can happen. Yeah. So that which we would love to avoid may be the beginning of, of salvation. Yeah. Admitting to us, to our innermost self, or having the innermost self admit to us. That's how I felt it really was. The innermost self. Uh, informed me that it was over. Yeah. That you're screwed and you're not managerial quality. Now I could have argued with that, but I would have lost just like I was before arguing with that. You can't argue with reality. You're not going to win. Yeah. So here we are in recovery. Do we want entertaining non-duality, Buddhism, fucking whatever. It doesn't, they're not, uh, one doesn't need to substitute for the other. They can grow in the same pot, so to speak. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people go back to church, but they also stay at meetings. Yeah. Some people go back at church, and some of them I've met, that eventually they go back to meetings because they're not getting something they really need from the church, maybe. Maybe they are. But a lot of times they're not, and then they go back to that where they need to get that certain thing, which is recovery. So, yeah, thanks, Kurt. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. There's a part in the book that says, I made up my mind to quit drinking. It never occurred to me I couldn't do so. 
Well, for the longest time, I always saw it as quit drinking, but but then I saw it as like, I can't even make up my mind to quit drinking because it keeps changing without my permission. You know, I saw yes. a different aspect of it. And uh, so, listen, anybody got any questions or any comments in regarding to the passage or anything Paul said? Just uh, raise your hand and we'll get you up here. Well, let me just say here when it goes to the doctor, tells him, in fact, I have been trying to produce some such emotional rearrangement within you. Well, that's the process you get engaged with in recovery. It's just not going to be the sudden variety usually, which is probably better for the masses, to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. 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 You yeah, know how you, uh, you need to, like when you're, uh, there was such a fear that was evoked if you were uh, presented from uh, somebody met you and held you in unconditional love, you needed, you needed to start with a little of that. A whole lot would have been, is overwhelming, right? Because you have so many beliefs that you don't deserve shit and everything. Sometimes it has to start with a little before you get to the, the a lot, Yeah. Yeah, you've got to be able to receive. What's the point? You know, if you're a four ounce cup and you keep pouring water and it just overruns the cup, you've got to get a bigger cup. And maybe a lot of us need to go through a process to become a bigger cup to receive what life has in store for us. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Sudden, slow. I think for most people, the slow would probably work better. Yeah. And I still think a sudden rearrangement needs a way of life to keep the rearrangement in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for most people, because life, the way life goes, isn't going to change completely based on you changing. You know, life has its way. And you need to learn how to swim and learn how to face life successfully. And a lot of that comes from failing and having a community to support you and to, you know, learn by mistakes. And that needs a, I feel a community. Yeah, yeah. I do. I just, I don't, uh, yeah. I think a lot of great sudden awakenings get drowned by the conditioning maybe after the weekend you know you went on a controlled managed weekend and you had an incredible epiphany but then monday work comes and that's all gone seemingly yeah yeah and you need a way of life because <laughs> we can't create a managed and controlled epiphany <laughs> it's usually you know, people try, I'm sure, but uh, life seeps in usually. <laughs> yeah, this is more of a durable, all terrain tread on our spiritual tires. Yeah, <laughs> usually, the sudden when it's sudden, the mind gets a hold of it and makes you special. You know, I've seen, I've oh, seen yeah. over and over, yeah. like, you know, you, you, uh, you know, Don Prince said to me one time, he said, listen, Kurt, I want you to understand something. He said, you're special. You're just not extra special. <laughs> and it was like, that was like the deal. You know? <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, everything gets claimed by the head. That doesn't mean it's claimed by the head. It just it just says it's claimed by it's it says it's claimed by the head. If you see it, it's not. But if you don't see it, it is. Yeah. 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 And the flash, you know, a brilliant light can blind you to certain things. <laughs> it can. <laughs> that spiritual awakening can get claimed by the head. And of course, then you ha start having a spiritual face and spiritual pride. Yeah. And prieth usually comes before the fall, eh? as they say. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a hell I of mean, a ball. This, Yeah, you get surprised a lot. It's nice to have a a firm foundation called the community of recovery to absorb some of the fall, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. So it's a very good reading because of the idea for, I obviously it said for a long, long times, these rare phenomena would occur, but there's just way too many addicts and alcoholics. <laughs> One apple out of a out of a, a thousand apples ain't gonna do. We need to get a better percentage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just for the families and everything else. I mean, it's not even for us. It's really the relief us being sober brings to others, really. That's, a, you know, we're all looking for our relief, but you you being sober brings a lot of relief to other people. <laughs> I swear, yeah. <laughs> my mother was very, I tell you, in my own episodic adventure as an action figure, I am so happy I was sober for two years when my mother passed away. I was. Because uh, those two years was a big gift to my mother. Huge. She was obviously, as a mother would be, she was extremely concerned with her youngest son. And its seeming inability to get sober. And she had rightly uh, combined my incredible unhappiness with my lack of being sober. Yes. So she knew for Paul to be okay, he had to be sober. It didn't start out like that, but she saw it in the life. And so to have the, I uh, was so happy that, and I saw her sober before she passed away a number of times. I was so fucking happy about that in this little history of an action figure. Yeah, very, that was a great gift. And uh, yeah, so, you know, we're all thinking about our relief, but you cannot believe how much relief our sobriety brings others, man. Yeah. And, you know, this isn't a, this isn't a, 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 sol, a, a solitary sport, you know, this is a, a, a team experience, <laughs> like it or not. Yeah, you are going to affect others. And this idea that I didn't affect anyone is complete bullshit, obviously, because you don't know how this energy vibrates towards others. Yes. Yeah. You don't even have to be there to be the topic of conversation at Thanksgivings and Christmas. Yeah. As an active alcoholic, really. You just suck up the energy. Yeah. So. Yeah, this the relief, uh, even this, you know, city of Novato is getting a lot of relief from me being sober, you know, and the people in Novato who are sober, I mean, there's less stress for the police, the court <laughs> system is running more smoothly, it's not jammed up, there's the, the hopefully the drug, the dr drunk tanks are less, yeah, so people can rest and lay down for <laughs> <laughs> who are in the drunk tank. I mean, there's a lot of relief. You can't, we're so short-sighted. So, you know, the self-centeredness is, it's all about me. Like the idea of I only go to a meeting because I'm looking for something. Yeah, it's great when you go to a meeting and you're not looking for anything. Yeah, then you'll see a lot. So, yeah, this is, this relief is, uh, is vibrating in a lot of other spheres other than our little self-centered sphere. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, huh? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for this reading. Any Anyone 
wants to share today? Yeah, we got John. How about John? All right, John. Hey, Kurt. Hey, Paul. Good to see you guys, man. Thanks. Thanks for the meeting. Man, um, what a great reading, man. You know, uh, you talked about, you know, the path, the path of recovery that AA lays out, you know, and uh, not only, you know, did self-reliance fail me with alcoholism, but it also failed me in my spiritual journey, you know, uh, through the steps. You know, it really did. You know, AA didn't fail me. My lack of perception of this non-dualistic perception, you know, my lack of knowledge of that, I don't know if I should say knowledge, but the lack of exposure to um, non-duality, you know, it makes, it makes me see now, you know, why I was feeling the way I was after, you know, near 30 years of sobriety. You know, who's 30 years sober, you know, and is thinking about blowing his brains out? You know, that's not the way sobriety he's supposed to be but that's what happens when we rely on what's unreliable to try to get us to a place it can't get us to like you say man and uh it, it has absolutely just changed my life just this perception you know i got a sponsor who drank after 40 years i just met him like two weeks ago and that's that's pretty much all i told him you know uh you know, keep coming back. And, you know, and I described the lack of perception and I told him my story as far as my spiritual journey that just seemed not to exist until I, you know, saw that, you know, this, uh, this condition of self wasn't me, you know, and, and it kind of landed with the guy and, you know, I don't know, it's hard to tell with sponsors, whether it's landed or not, but I'm using it a lot, man, you know, telling them that, uh, the reason you, you can't stop playing God is because you're identifying with that, which is playing God. What do you mean by that? You know, and then you get, you explain it to him. And, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, this, um, I really think this message, once it finally gets out there, maybe not in my lifetime, because I'm, you know, I'm knocking on the door already, man, but uh, I really think it's going to really change. You know, I, I see it in my home group. Just, I continue to put it out there. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's turning from uh, that kind of stuff to, you know, somebody's actually sitting up in their chair and they're, they're listening, you know, and uh, it's because of you guys, man. You know, I mean, really it's, I'm just, I heard Kurt speaking Bernersville and it changed my life, you know, and then I, I found, you know, you're meeting Paul through, you know, Kurt telling me about the website and uh, yeah, man, the path, the, the path of expression, like you say, is very, you know, instead of using it as a destination, you you know, that the path is now. And anywhere I go is the path. That's one thing I didn't understand when Kurt spoke that night. His sponsor kept pushing him off the beach, the line on the beach. He's going, that's the path. I'm like, fuck, man. And then, and then it, you know, after hearing you guys, you know, after a year or two of, you know, really dedicating, you know, my, my recovery to this non-duality and, and AA, you know, it's a, I see it, you know, that. The presence is the path. And, that, and if what's present and available, like you say, at all times, makes us present and available to receive the expressions of that power so we can express it to the people in the groups that we're sitting with, you know, now. It's cool, man. And I thank you, dude. I haven't, I haven't shared in a long time in a... I don't know why that is, man. I don't know if it's the head or just, I don't know. doesn't matter, really. Right now I'm sharing, and uh, I, I thank you for, yeah, for saving my life, dude. You really, both of you guys, I, was, I tell everybody you saved my life, man. You really did. You're like, like my heart, a cardiologist guy. You, you saved my life, man. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. It's, if you, you knew, keep, coming around <laughs> like paul says don't get up off the operating table you'll be all right yeah cool stuff man thanks paul good to see you john well thank you john i was having some of you a, it was a delay but i got it all <laughs> that was yeah very concise yes yes that's how it is that's how it works 
it's a new way of seeing things and uh see really the gifts the gifts value in size is how it's seen yeah it doesn't have uh an objective value in size it's giving it's given meaning by us so uh the key doesn't open a door the key opens you and then this you see that there's always been an open door yeah so thank you for that share it sounds like you've you're seeing through the open door it's very good i feel yeah great yeah and you know i had a love for aa i have a love for recovery and uh i truly feel like we put it out there in a lot of forms and there's going to be more Paul Hedeman when Paul Hedeman passes, really. Yeah. So, I mean, and you'll be getting the best of Paul <laughs> in a lot of ways. And uh, that's cool. That's a very nice um, feeling when you're sitting on your seat assignment. Yeah. You feel like you did the job and basically this is all gravy, really. Yeah. Yeah, I had a I had a feeling about you know being in the community and seeing the suffering that was still quite apparent not only with the newcomers but with all of us and I just thought I just had a strong feeling that it could be dropped down a few notches at least yes like me on a big level just uh like change the definition through expression of traveling lighter because uh, for a lot of people just being sober isn't enough they have we got to get to the underlying causes and conditions because the sober is totally necessary but it's not enough because it allows you to look at the underlying causes and conditions because that's where the traveling lighter is coming from yeah, is with that shift and uh yeah we, i just feel like we've put it out just like aa did we've tried to put this thing out in a standardized way formulated it presented it through the platforms that are available and i'd have to say thank every one of you for participating in this mutual job yeah and this is what happens. A guy like John brings it to a meeting, Cassandra, Paul, people, different lives, and it gets out. It gets it gets disseminated. And I have faith. I don't need to have a, I don't have to follow it or check it out or how it's doing. I have faith in it, that it will spread, obviously, because there's a need for it. There is. There's a need for it. People, the underlying condition is a mental addiction, yeah? And it's not what the mental addiction is to, like drugs or alcohol. It's the mental addiction to this idea of self, yeah? And that leads to all the other addictions to things like alcohol and sex and food and shit like that. Those are ways of expressing the addiction, but the addiction itself is this is to this ideation of self yeah you yeah like they say we're not much but we're all that we think about the beautiful <laughs> news is you're not thinking about it the head is thinking about it you are the audience the audience of awareness that can be unaware of what's going on in the play that it's aware of yeah we are aware of the play and the movie, and we can seemingly be in a condition that we're unaware of it. Yeah. But that can only be when you're absorbed as the character in the movie. When you lose interest in the character in the movie, you're going to see the movie differently. Yeah. You're not going to see the movie as your life. You're going to see the mu movie as life. Yes. And so, so much more is going to come through the aperture from you and to you when that self-centered lockdown opens. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the whole pr process of this recovery is to lose interest in self. 
lose interest in self, the aperture opens up. Obsession with self, it closes down. It's simple as that, yeah? This way or this way, we can't, this can't do that, yeah? Yeah? Because this is this. When this tries to do that, it's this, yeah? <laughs> so the spiritual condition is an open lens. And then it can move to fit the circumstances. It's not locked in a, in a position, yeah, that just goes over the same old, same old and greets a miracle like it does a resentment. But in this case, it forgets the miracle. And in resentment, it, it revives it over and over again for 40 fucking years. Yeah. You don't need a lot of information to know that it's a failed system. Yeah. Okay, loss of interest, whoa. Why do you start seeing when the aperture opens, you see the closure and you recognize it. And we, in recovery, the recognition is of self and you see you're not that. Yeah, yes. So when it's going like this all day, you're not saying I'm going like this all day. You start breaking your alliance to that narrative and you start seeing anew, simple as that. Sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, but recovery progresses. And it's inevitable because you are of that panoramic view. You are not of the myopic view. You may be in it and you may believe you've been in it for so long that you're of it, but you're not of it. You are of the panoramic view. You are of spirit. Yeah, that's a whole different ball game. It's going to win out. All the activity of in is not going to override the of. You are of something. Yes, it is your nature. It's not acquired. It's not lost. Yeah, it's not had. Yes, it's the nature that we are. And this is what we're basing this whole process on, is let's see what we're not, and you'll find out the nature of what you are. And maybe to me, that will be the maintenance of a spiritual condition, the recognition that you are a spiritual condition. I don't say I'm a spiritual condition. I just say I'm not a mental condition. And then I feel that spiritual condition. I don't state it. I state that I'm not that, the mental condition. The mental condition diminishes, and then the other thing flourishes. Yes? Yeah? Like Jesus says, you cannot serve two masters at the same time. It's just the way it goes. Uh, I, you know, you may look spiritual when you're incredibly obsessed with self, but uh, <laughs> there's no actual actuality of spirit in that. It really isn't. Yeah, <laughs> you may look at what we think it would look like, but. <laughs> That's not going to hold up, really, for too long. <laughs> Your whole Jesus show would be over if you got a crew cut. That's how, that's how deep it is. <laughs> he doesn't look spiritual anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, very... We got Oliver. Oliver's got his hand up, and then we'll get Gary. Hello. Hi. Um, so when uh, uh, when answering questions about what is selfing, you know, I sometimes talk about it with fellows. And, uh, uh, well, I prefer not to mention, uh, you know, immediately, like, terms like parasitical movement, because, I don't know, I don't want to scare people away uh, or... Maybe that's just my opinion, uh, but uh, I, I, I kind of like to begin with what's written in AI literature. You know, it's spoken about natural instincts for safety, goods, I don't know, acceptance, romance that went astray, that went uh, grand and exaggerated, and then, um, uh, you know, that, that, you know, a mutation happened. And for me, that's sort of a good description. It, it's talking about selfing, actually. That's a sort of part of the description of selfing, right? 
And uh, well, some evolutional theories also kind of point out that uh, you know fitness for survival never went hand in hand with uh, you know seeing the truth or interest in truth and you know for great reality because you know the fittest were actually not interested in that because that was kind of a waste of uh, whatever I don't know energy and uh, so you know then came I guess the challenge of society which is just a smaller part of human uh, history and that system that was already not good enough not something to be relied on went through fur further I guess mutations and uh, but those, uh, you know, through instincts and through, you know, just body uh, feel, I don't know, impulses, uh, that unreliable system uh, stayed the system that people relied on uh, to, to this day. So I, I just uh, feel a need to just say when I, you know, when I want to somewhat describe what selfing, what do I mean by that? that it's kind of has some origins, you know? And when I say it's parasitical movement, it is, uh, I'm definitely talking about its nature, but uh, it seems a little bit mysterious. You know, like the, the origins are so mysterious and it seems, you know, especially when I'm saying it, then it's a bit spooky and uh, you know that. So uh, yeah, so th that's kind of, you know, what I want to share. Uh, so it seems that kind of, there's uh, there's enough being said actually in the AI literature about this you know selfing phenomena, and uh, uh, I just uh, it's not that I avoid uh, telling that it is a parasitical moment and it's something foreign to us. It most definitely is. I just don't like to you know begin the explanation with that. Uh. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, everyone has his, uh, we're always being used for communication. So that's all fine. Yeah. But the, uh, again, if you want my opinion about it, do you? Um, yes. All right. So my opinion about the parasitical movement I would I don't share that I was sharing that at AA very early on because I expected the people that thought like I did felt like I did and did the same shit would get a feeling of it and it does it works it's a good image to because some people call it a demonic possession or whatever but there is a feeling that something other than us has taken us over and the word parasites a pretty good way of capturing that imagery. Yeah, so that's one thing. And the idea of the selfing is something uh, when it talks about the abject faith in, in, in the reasoning, which is the thinking, yes? So that's where the selfing is implied is through thought. Yeah, so the selfing is uh, leads us to a presupposed condition that we're the doer of a lot of shit we don't have anything to do with, that we're the thinker of the thoughts that are killing us, that we're the we're the feeler, the seer, the taster. It implies a, a, an authoritarian role that we're in without any power there. Yes. So the selfing is pretty evident. Uh when it talks about the problem resides in the mind, I would think most people believe thoughts are mind or of mind. And so the problem uh, gets conveyed and reinforced through thoughts. Yeah, it does. That's how, uh, the, that's how it's through language that the parasite talks to the host. Yeah. So something's talking to us as us. And when it's describing how it feels, we, in the act of being identified, think it's how I feel. <laughs> it's just that fucking simple. And if you don't have a real touchstone of presence and availability, you'll probably go with for with anything. Yeah. So it tells you you're feeling disconnected. Oh, I'm disconnected. I'm out of the moment. I'm out of the moment. And once you get a certain hit of truth, 
you see the absurdity of some of these far out fucking claims it throws in. Yeah. <laughs> and after a while, you see some of those far out claims uh, so ridiculous that bleeds into almost all the claims. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you start recognizing uh, that which you're not. <laughs> And in that sense, that's one of the clearest moments of being what you are. Yeah. Some of the clearest moments of being what we are is recognizing what we're not. I'm serious. Yeah. It's one of the, yeah. In a weird way, that's how we feel what we are is by recognizing what we're not. I don't know why it goes that way, but that's how it went. Yeah. So, uh, Yes, so I don't uh, I don't go looking to explain anything, really. I have a platform where I do this. I don't go to my neighbors and start talking to them about this. Yeah. <laughs> and even actually when people ask, I'm very, I don't usually, I'm not forthcoming, tell you the truth, in public. I'm not. I don't talk to people. Uh, about what I do or whatever, <laughs> mostly. Uh, I just sort of try to go on to another topic, usually, <laughs> because I know it's not the setting or the, or the situation to start throwing the pearls around. <laughs> so, But with this platform, I feel confident that uh, people do not believe this is like a Tupperware convention or or, uh, you know, you're going to advance your real estate sales by this seminar. I believe that they know a little bit about what's happening here. So I feel safe to present it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it has happened. I remember when I was young, I probably was a lot more missionary-ish. But I've learned my lesson. Before I mm -hmm. had to get burnt at the stake, I shut up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I was getting yeah. burnt yeah. at the stake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and uh, you know, I have faith in in the grace that can show up through recovery, and uh, guidance is sometimes based on setting and and situation. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it's best not to guide uh, mm -hmm. when someone's in the act of being guided already, like going to regular meetings and yes, and meeting their sponsor at 11 o'clock on Monday morning. Yeah, all right, just let that get going and then see what happens. Yeah, yeah, so I have... Uh, you know, after years of of going through stuff, you get a certain feel for it. It's not for everyone, but you feel like this is how it works with me. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. First. You know, most of the advice in the beginning is, uh, is about action. Yes. We don't think we don't think ourselves into right action. We act ourselves into right thinking. Yes. So basically that's easy. You know, all right, go to meetings, do this, do that. Solid way. Get the ball rolling in one direction, not going everywhere. And then when it starts rolling, more guidance usually. Yes. And then some of us, we need to have more guidance. And so you find yourself here and then the ball is still going in the same direction, but it's getting moved a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's my feeling about it all. But selfing is uh, is an activity that's enlivened by the faith that's put in it. So, and it's described very well on page fifty three how abjectly faithful we've been to this God of reason. So. We've been swallowing a lot of false evidence as if it's real. And then trying to find skillful means of how to throw it up quicker. Yeah, this is about realizing the false evidence before you swallow it. It's much clearer, cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to have to keep putting my fingers in my mouth to throw shit out. 
I'd rather just not take false evidence in. <laughs> Make it into a comedy skit before it gets into the CNN reporting. There's been a massive cat catastrophe. No, just a comedic uh, rendering of it's pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah. See? When you're taking false evidence to appear real, habitually, you need different guidance. You need skillful means. You need how to put out fires. You need a lot of things like that. And as it says in that statement around that page, which is, if you aren't drinking, this would all be academic. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't have to be a master of skillful means. If you're traveling lighter, and you're stabilized on traveling lighter, you're not going to use skillful means that much. You're just not. You're just going to... One of the things you're traveling lighter about is the use of skillful means. You're just freaking going along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you need it, they're there. Yeah. But uh, you have the ability to recognize when they're not needed. And that if you keep on relying so on something that is not needed to be relied on it's a disservice after a while so you start realizing stuff like that because you're awake yeah yeah not meaning specially you're awake <laughs> your basic line is is very influential you're awake i believe we're all awake <laughs> it just seems to many of us it's an unsuspected condition but we are awake <laughs> the ideation of self puts us in an act of not being awake yeah we're hyper present to that and we're unconscious to everything we're unconscious to our own nature seemingly yeah mental state diminishes it becomes obvious yeah that to me is the the source of traveling lighter I do not think traveling lighter is produced by skillful means. I think you can stop heavy traveling with skillful means. Traveling lighter is produced truly by light. Yeah. 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 So, and then when you're going in a, in the stage where it's not seemingly become the new norm, then skillful means correct the course. Yeah. They're very good. <clears throat> yeah yeah so yeah we, we got gary here too all right bring on gary thanks gary i got another thought i was going to make it on for a wee minute i'm going to say hello from cloudy scotland over here and it's good to be here First time on this wee meeting, and I enjoy coming on and seeing everybody, like John from Florida, Ricky from Toronto. I, I really enjoy this stuff. This is the first time I've been on this wee meeting. Uh, sorry, I've got two kids. <laughs> They've been quiet the past 20 minutes, and as soon as I get a chance to talk, they're at the glass window of the door. Oh, man. Very difficult, very difficult. But Paul, I loved what you said first time around about the the Buddhist, the drunk Buddhist. Uh, I love what you said there. I, I was I was laughing at that genuine laughter, which I always get from other alcoholics. Uh, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. You spoke a lot about that, and that was definitely my experience. Uh, I was one of these ones who got it quickly. Flash of lightning, spiritual awakening, oh, some phenomenal experiences. Uh, and then because of that, I'm running before I can walk. And I'll, in AA, in life, I'm into relationships. The suggestions get abandoned. 
because I'm walking hand in hand with the universe and I'm not going to listen to anybody and I paid the price for that eventually because there's so much other stuff that I overlooked because of this bolt of lightning, this uh, light getting switched on in the eye. So that was me. And now I'm finding out 10 years doing the line, not 10 years sober, 10 years in Alcoholics Anonymous, more and more just keeps getting revealed. More and more keeps getting revealed. And I have went. Now, because I got the bolt of lightning, I went out and, as I said, bit off more than I could chew. Outside IAA, I got into a relationship. I get a mortgage. I was homeless, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I get a mortgage. I get a job. I get promotions. I start my own business. I have a child. I have a baby. I've got a wee boy, a toddler. And all of a sudden, all these things start to become paramount or more important. No more important, but they make it difficult to get to Alcoholics Anonymous. Right? So unwittingly, you know that. You think you're doing things right. People are telling you, easy does it. But you're not listening. Is this bolt of lightning rocketed you into another dimension that you've never been in before? And you think you're doing the right thing by grasping it with both hands. And that's what I've done. And don't get me wrong, I've built a good life for myself. I really have for where I came from and uh, to where I'm now. But I've paid the price along the lines. Paul said that. Uh, then the evidence was there. Why did I do that? Because I'm too busy. I'm putting the pound before the preamble. Because I've now got a mortgage to pay. And if I don't pay my mortgage, my wife isn't going to be very happy. Uh, I'm going to look like a failure. I need to move back to a social housing or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So, and another thing I heard he's talking about that I didn't really understand was the paradigm or the, you were calling it the parasite. So I'm one of these ones who has used other, other things to explore me, right? Because let's face it, my favourite topic is me. Right, so I've used other things to explore me. I've done therapy, I've done DBT, I've done cold water therapy, you name it. I've been and I've dipped my toe in and I've done it all. There was one thing that I've done recently that's led me on a path to a path of acknowledgement, path of acknowledgement to me as a human being. Because, believe it or not, I mean, for me, I never knew. I didn't know who I was until I went on a retreat, which was just one of the things that people can do therapy, people can do Buddhist, they can do whatever. I went on a plant medicine retreat and I used psychedelics. And what was revealed to me Apart from 22 years of grief that I was hanging on to, that I didn't know I, I was holding on to from my brother's death, that came out instantly. It, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. I could see. I was blaming myself. I wasn't even there. I also met my shadow. And this is the darker side of us. And me being an alcoholic, I have got a dark side. I have got years that's stuff that I've hidden and rejected and denied and pushed away down there that I don't want MD to see, I don't want MD to notice, and I don't want to look at it myself. So I've been on this journey, me and my shadow, walking hand in hand for the past six months, every single night, extensive meditation. And I'm realising that This is probably the most important side of me that needs loved. That needs loved, that needs acknowledged, that needs care, that needs affection. Otherwise, 
no real, no real, no real change is going to occur in me now. I've still got habits. I've still got human instincts, you know these. And but I've got a lot of acceptance around these things, and it's not a justification. I've got a lot of acceptance that, hell, what we went through, what I went through, a lot of damage done. A lot, a lot of damage, and there's no, a day at a time, there's really no cure. We are daily deprived. So, aye, that's my kind of take on some of the stuff you were talking about the shadow, the dark side, and to, and we need to bring the dark into the light. We need to bring the dark into the light. We need to look and go, right, I'm a dirty bastard, or right, this isn't right about me, or right, this isn't here, and we need to get a wee bit of love, we need to get a wee bit of care, a wee bit of affection, and say, all right, that maybe came about years and years of abusing yourself with drink, with drugs, with, with filling the void, with ducking and diving as a kid, all that stuff. So that, this hey, is Gary. where I'm at. Hey, Gary. Yes. Thank you. I want you, I hope you come back. <laughs> no, I do. I don't. I, really... I don't need you. Like, I don't need you. Like this, Paul. It's okay. <laughs> First, I love the. Uh, I love. I love the Scottishness. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's. I, I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can you do Come us on. a favor? Can you? Can you, Gary? Can you say the word miracle to us? Medical. Yeah. Don't give up I, settings before what? the medical. <laughs> That's it. We love you, bro. Thank you. Right, thank, thank you. Thanks for showing up. That was a lovely uh, spiritual travel log. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> you may have you may have saved a lot of people a lot of time and trouble. Yeah. Well, it's very very good share. Thank you. Uh, where is where is Kurt? Where is he? Hey, so I hope, hey Gary, I truly, I'm truly sincere. I hope you show back up. It's a joy to have you here. All right. Yeah, yeah. No, Kurt, right. Kurt stepped away, so they they gave me the the helm here. All right. All right. So, uh, well, if there's no more questions, we got to wrap it up, eh? I think that was on a beautiful note. Uh, okay, let me say goodbye. Gary E., nice to meet you. And we'll, we'll talk to you soon, I hope. Kerry, as always, thank you for the service and everything. John, Florida, very moving share, John. Thank you, too. Yeah, today was a very... Uh, the rivers were, were flowing today, eh? Yeah. The sharing rivers were flowing. Very good. We had Oliver, very nice Oliver. Thank you for the share. You know, there's nothing right or wrong way, yeah? It just works. Whatever's working at that moment, that's the value of it, yeah? Some of the value is it doesn't work. Some of the value is it works. You're going to see something. Yeah, it's great. So Joseph, nice to see you, Joseph. You've moved back to the room for a while. Nice to see you there. Rick Rowe from Toronto. Thanks to see you, bro. Nice to you. Cassandra, fantastic. Colin, Mia, there she is down, down uh, south. Esther, James Lebowski, Lebowski. We've got uh, Jeff P down in Southern Cal. Looks like a little cloudy there. David S., Nice to see David, Miranda, yeah, the ass-kicking uh, Idahoian or whatever, Mickey Smith, the uh, matriarch of Madeira, Matt R., Greg in Minneapolis, Nina, not Tina or Mina, Nina, John K., I got your letter, John K., thank you for the donation, appreciate it. Roman M, as always. Jacob in Hudson Valley with Alex. Nice to see you. 
Crispy, Massachusetts, Boston. Sharks don't swim in schools. Zoe Banks. Nice to see you, Zoe. Kaiser. He's in Minnesota, I think, now. Yep. Okay, let's go to uh, the second page. I think we got Christian. Oh, Christine and Kona. Jonathan. Rich here, rich now. Lala. Nice to see Lala. Thank you, Lala, for your share last night. Andrew. Uh, Achilles Buco. I can't say. Uh, I got it. I can't get it. So I know Bukowski, but I'll just uh, Achilles, I guess. Carolyn T. I can't see this one person, uh, no name. Uh, Sally, always con. Oh, there's Carolyn. Nice to see you, Carolyn. So we got Sally, always participating. Hallie. Oh, nice to see Hallie dropping in. Uh, I think that's about it. If I missed you, uh, I didn't really. And thanks, everyone. Had a, it was a rousing day, rousing meeting. Very nice. And uh, I'll see you soon. We have a meeting on Saturday, and all this stuff is on the event page. And uh, it's pretty much current, and that's where I'm, I'll be. All right? See you guys. Oh, Zoe. I didn't see Zoe. There she is. Nice to see Zoe. Andrew, I think I got, I think I covered it all. Thanks, guys. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Yes. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Carrie. Love you guys. Thanks, Paul. Yes. Paul. Bye. Thank you.